You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Mousecapade Studios. Here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and Brandy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 906, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. All of us on the podcast are travel agents, so if you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. Just text Vicki, Brandy, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So, I know that there's a lot of things that we do not always agree with that Disney does, but this story um, reminds me of Disney's roots, and so I wanted to share it with everybody. So, Walt Disney World Resort and Starlight Children's Foundation, they've teamed up, and they've been teamed up for a while, actually, but they just host a Disney princess-themed party for the patients at Advent Health for Children in Orlando, and they got some surprises besides. At the party, the patients were surprised with a new delivery of Starlight Hospital gowns and pants inspired by Disney heroines like Tiana, Mulan, Ariel, Cinderella, and Belle, as well as there were princess dolls and plush toys from the Disney store and books from the Disney Publishing Company. And of course, it's not a Disney princess party if you don't have a Disney princess. So Belle came to join in on the fun and she surprised the patients at the party and brought books of the inspiring stories to share with the kids. This donation is the most recent collaboration between Disney and Starlight Children's Foundation, a national nonprofit organization that aims to provide programs to medical facilities and hospitals to help kids cope with the loneliness and stress of being in hospital care. And so they've been working together for over 20 years and to create positive memories for patients during hospital stays with experience like the one that they just did. My prayer is this partnership and many others are extended from Disney because these are the things that I feel like Walt would have done or probably originated. What do you guys think? That's such a good story. I love that. Good job, Disney. You're so right. We give Disney a lot of hard times um, for the things that we don't agree with. And this is wonderful. They do have some really great core things that they're doing. And helping kiddos is definitely definitely one of them. Absolutely. So Disneyland announced that they're going to be having a Disney Channel night. The night is going to include iconic photo ops, some character meet and greets, and more. Come aboard the sailing ship Columbia for a musical journey with songs from all three uh, Descendants movies. At the River of America, join the VK dancers from the Isles of the Lost as they show off their wicked moves. Party on this rock concert style stage show that will totally pump up the volume to hit songs from popular Disney Channel's programming. Get ready for this high energy special mashup to stop and celebrate songs with High School Musical and Zombies with you at designated spots along the parade route. Take turns singing your favorite 
favorite songs as solo duos and groups, the karaoke party will alternate with the Ultimate Disney Channel Trivia Challenge. Join the lively dance party featuring terrific songs from the world of Venus and Ferb and more. Sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Is that like a hard ticketed like event? I think it is because it's a it's Disney Channel night like they do Star Wars night. Gotcha. Okay. Because I I haven't told Kaylee about this. I forgot because she'd be all over this. I was going to say that she's like in the right age bracket where a lot of that would be perfect for her. Some of them were in her high school years, but she's like high still, school musical. Yeah, right. Mm. She's still wishing that the kids knew Disney Channel the way that she knows it. She said it one day and it about broke her heart because they're like, you mean on Disney Plus? And she's like, no, Disney Channel, the channel. They're like, what's that? And she's just like, it's the way we feel about, you know, the Sunday, the Sunday evening Disney movie. Yes. You know, when Tinkerbell came across the screen, you heard the voiceover, like what that used to do for us and just not a thing anymore. Mm-mm. Well, more Disneyland news. Recently, they made a change to one of its popular attractions, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Known for its fun and inclusive experience, it's now undergoing adjustments. An ex-follower revealed that seat dividers have been added to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, potentially limiting access for larger guests. Typically, most Disney attractions are celebrated for their inclusivity, accommodating Disneyland guests of all sizes and fostering a welcoming environment. However, The addition of seat dividers to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway deviates from this norm. Initially intended to be an inclusive attraction, the installation of dividers imposes a fixed guest count per row, potentially causing discomfort for guests unable to fit within the confined space. Why would why would they do that? Yeah. Is there a reason that there's a need for those? Like are people being smashed? Well, I was wondering if they're just trying to get more people in. Yeah. I mean, they pride themselves on how many people the ride can move like per hour but i mean when when you have a request for like who you want to ride with like how many in your party like that's how many fits in one vessel regardless right you know and then they have to come running back there like do we have a party of two do we have a single ride you know what i mean like i didn't know if it was just a west coast i mean because they've not said anything about this um in florida so i'm wondering if this was just a decision on the west coast and why except for that they're trying to get people in and out it didn't make sense to me we're both just kind of staring like what Um, (laughs) it just seems too like it would actually and still limit the space you could take up with your body with a divider you know what i mean like if your family and the divider's not there you could probably still safely squish a small child in between two adults possibly without the divider there no i understand what you're saying they have the dividers on um remy's okay but they're not like a divider, like an airplane divider. It's just kind of like a little lip that comes up. Do you know what I'm talking about, stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a, a bump. Yeah. Mm. But that would be uncomfortable if you were oversized, if you had to ride that bump for the whole ride. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me that they're suddenly doing that. Unless somebody like flew from one side to the other, like on the cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Well, I was going to say, is there a safe, is there a safety reason for it? Is it supposed to keep you in the seat better? Maybe. I mean, I could see it if it's a safety reason. Yeah, that does make sense. Because she's right. When you dance with Daisy, you're all over it. You kind of do. And if you were on that row, like by yourself, and somebody just like slid all the way down from one side to the next, like maybe that's when they decided to do it. I don't know. Right. I have no idea. 
I just thought it was interesting. So props, this is cool. Props and set pieces have been added to Living with the Land at Epcot ahead of the 2024 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. The setting for the Living with the Land, and I love that they're doing this for everything now, is Winnie the, uh, Winnie the Pooh Picnic. Like, that's the title of it. Aww. They haven't spotted any miniatures in the pavilion from last year yet, but they saw picnic and dining set and next to a bed of cabbage was a trellis with vines growing up its legs and a stone well was under a trellis next to a table covered with a white sheet and there were two tin buckets with plants inside them and some plants poked out from behind stones of a well and then they said that the picnic is perfect for Pooh Bear. There's even a honey pot and other delicious looking food props, as well as pots of flowers. The picnic is next to a tomato tree. Near the end of the attraction is a white dining set. There's one long rectangular table and some futuristic chairs. And I thought that looked like an amazing adjustment to an already historically ride for a lot of us. They just need to put the poos in there. Because right now I didn't see any Winnie the Poohs. But Kaylee, of course, is very excited because that was her childhood favorite. Oh, so she's like, well, we know we got to ride that. Well, I like that they do that and they make the, the ride just a little bit different. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Good idea. It's all about the little touches. Yep. Yeah. And the, the theme of the, the picnic is also really cute, too. Yes. Uh-huh. So Disney's finally cracking down on some bad guest behavior. Disneyland Paris Resort is kind of notorious for some of the behavior of its guests. You know, they've got people climbing on rocks for a picture or breaking safety rules. Well, this European resort has seen quite a lot of rule breaking so much that they recently took matters into their own hands. One of the most infamous examples of this phenomena occurred in 2022 with a guest bringing their own pillow and hopping a fence to take a relaxing nap inside the actual theme park as a result of alleged continued trespassing in the avengers campus the garden in front of avengers assembly flight force has been completely redesigned and it's now featuring small hedges intended to help block guests from climbing in, you know, with their pillow to go take those naps. These hedges are just the first step to detour guests from going into places that they shouldn't. We hope that Disney isn't going to be fighting back more against um, these guests that are breaking the laws. I was like, if a fence doesn't stop them, I'm not sure the hedges will, but it's a nice idea. I mean, it's a prettier idea. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Yeah. But it's just sad that they have to design the park around like people's bad behavior. Right. And it's not kids you hear about doing this. No. Right. That was an adult who took their pillow in there. It's a grown adult that is, you know, that's just tacky. I'm sorry. I don't care where you are. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. All right. So more bad behavior at Disney. Um, So recently a guest held an illegal event. And we're not sure why this is always going on, but people are always testing the boundaries. So Isaiah, a YouTuber, of course, decided to run an illegal marathon through Disney World Parks. He wore his dad Disney clothes in case someone in the park was wondering why he was running. He could tell them he was looking for his child. Oh, boy. Isaiah knew that Disney disapproves of running for the safety of their guests. No kidding. That's why when they have run Disney, they shut everything down so you don't (laughs) knock people over who aren't running. 
So he ran through Cinderella Castle, past Tron, and if guests noticed that he was running, they would move out of his way. It took him about three hours to run six miles at the Magic Kingdom, and at that time, he jumped on the monorail and headed for Epcot. At Epcot, he heard guests discussing how he ran around the lake six times. Then while he was in Hollywood Studios, a cast member asked him to stop running, and he was caught a couple more times before exiting the park. While he finished his 26-mile marathon without getting caught, other Disney guests should not try this, as running is prohibited inside the parks. The reward of finishing his marathon, Isaiah headed about to Magic Kingdom to ride Big Thunder Mountain. And while he wasn't found out exactly actually running on his own marathon, he was never officially found out. But he went home and put it on social media. Of course he did. And Disney finds out everything because they're always watching. <laughs> I'm like, how stupid was that? Are you wanting the five minutes of fame saying you did something you knew was illegal and then not be invited back? Now, that's the thing, though. Did they ban him? I hope they did. Like, come on. No, I don't know that. We don't know the end of the story, but he bragged that he didn't get caught. I feel like Disney keeps turning an eye to all of this. And it's kind of like at school. Well, that's why it continues to happen, because people are just looking away and they're like, well, I don't really want to get that one guy in too much trouble. And then just opens the gate for everyone else to do something stupid like this. Yeah. Like punish him publicly. (laughs) Let them know that if you do this, you will be banned from the park. Sorry. As you should be. And this guy is now famous. You know, everybody, this this story went viral. Well, and truly, like, you could do this. I mean, why did he have to be running? I mean, outside of the fact that it would get done faster. Like, obviously, that's why people run marathons. But, I mean, you could just, like, speed walk and not bother anybody. You know what I mean? If you wanted to say this is how long it takes to walk, you know, to, to get 26 miles around Disney or something. If you wanted to get attention and fame that way, there's a way to do it safely without worrying about hurting anybody and stuff. You just buy out the park so you can run it by yourself. There you go. (laughs) Or just do run Disney. Do the big run Disney weekend. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he wanted to be the only one that did it that day. I I thought it was (sighs) interesting. He just wanted to be famous for his own reason. Yeah. So Disney cast member Anastasia Olsen was not really well known until earlier this month. She's actually the cast member that we talked to you guys about. I believe it was two weeks ago now on the Disney ice tour that fell on the ice and had a seizure. She's 31 years old, ice skater, and she's even been hailed a hero by some people. But her path to that heroism has not been as easy and enjoyable or expected one because it began as a terrible accident on the ice. She's made an amazing recovery, and here's what she had to say. I'm overwhelmed with emotions and love from everyone over the last week, Olsen wrote. I felt every single prayer, and it's helped me get through the scary times, she continued saying. I can't help but feel so blessed. My heart sends so much love to you all, and if I've learned anything, it's never to take life for granted. So she does have some healing to do. I don't think she's, I don't even know if she's going to go back to the ice. I'm, I don't, I would be scared. I got to tell you, but I just wanted to give an up, update on that. You know, those people who like have had a shark attack and they're surfers and they go out there with one arm and they continue surfing. Like some people, it's just such a passion of theirs that there's sure. no way that anything's going to make them give that up. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see that she was OK because then we were not sure the status. Yeah, we just knew critical a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So last spring, Disneyland's Phantasmic had a bad fire that was caused by the dragon. Um It's one of Disney's guest favorite nighttime shows at both Disney World and then also at Disneyland. 
guests were devastated when Disney had to shut the Disneyland one down because of that fire. We were even more upset to hear that it may never return. Well, luckily that part was just a rumor. Disney announced the reopening of the Fantasmic show in Disneyland, and that is going to be on May 24th of 2024. Disney fans are more eager than ever to see Fantasmic return. If you're going to be headed to Disneyland, you're going to want to add this nighttime show to your plans. Yep. Which means I need to go back out there so I can see that one. (laughs) Just another reason to visit, huh? Yep. Everyone knows that's my favorite villain. And when Maleficent turns into a dragon, that's the best part. So that's good. That's back. I was really worried about that one. We had some more sad news to pass on. Um, A cherished cast member, Skipper Bernarda Ocha, has left a lasting impact following his untimely passing. He was known for his vibrant personality and dedication to Disney magic. He holds a special place in the hearts of many. His role as a skipper at Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar at Disneyland Resort brought joy and laughter to countless visitors at the park. During his time at Trader Sam's, Bernardo Ocha created memorable experiences for theme park guests through his storytelling and humor. His passion for his work shone through in every interaction, making him a beloved figure among visitors and fellow Disney workers alike. The magic he brought to Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar will be greatly missed. Beyond his role as a skipper, Bernardo Ocha's presence resonated throughout the park, leaving a positive impact on all who crossed his path. His dedication to creating a welcoming and magical experience for guests truly embodied the spirit of Disney. The loss of such a valued cast member has deeply saddened the Disney community. In remembrance of Bernardo Ocha, his contributions to the magic of Disney parks will forever be cherished and honored. His legacy as a dedicated and passionate cast member will continue to inspire both visitors and fellow employees. It is crazy to think how much cast members are remembered at the, at their roles at the parks. Like a lot of people just think, oh, you know, I know so-and-so works at Disneyland. He does this and they do that. And you don't realize how much it really, like especially a locals park like Land and how, how much people remember that specific person and what they bring. I'm pretty sure he was there the night that we were there. Oh, this guy to me looked younger than I am. He might have been your age, but I feel like he was a little bit older. And he's got the dark hair. Yes, I think I I think I remember. I do, too. I mean, I honestly think that I remember him because they were such characters that night. They were hilarious. And so it made me sad. And I want to make sure that we paid our respects and send our prayers out to his family because I can't even so sad. It's sad when someone passes away and they've had a full life. It's hard when they're young. And he, I don't think he was my age. They never gave an age, but based on the picture, I don't think he was that old. So I immediately looked at that and I thought, oh my goodness, like, I feel like we saw him. Then I saw the next thing that said somebody who was 90 years old, but that 90 year old person died in 2016. So then I was like, okay, well, this is totally bizarre. This has got to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That one's not. Okay. Well, this is for Cruella fans that you should be excited as Stone... Let slip that uh, Emma Stone, that is, let slip that work on a sequel is underway. Recently, she was at an event for her latest film, Poor Things, and she discussed working with fellow co-stars Mark Ruffalo and William Defoe. Emma Stone, who plays the reanimated corpse, Bella Baxter and Poor Things, briefly discussed the current state of what's next for her career, highlighting comments regarding the production of Cruella 2. Emma, the Los Angeles star, explained to Variety Fair that the Cruella sequel is currently a work in progress and should begin shooting sooner rather than later. 
We do know, as with the first, that the next Cruella live action will not feature tobacco. I thought this was interesting, as the animated Cruella DeVille character did in the 1961 film. That is not allowed in 2021, Stone told the New York Times. We're not allowed to smoke on screen in a Disney film. It was difficult to not have that cigarette holder, she said. I was so excited to have that green plume of smoke in there, but it wasn't possible. For now, we will just have to wait and see when Cruella 2 will be premiering. But the first one was phenomenal, so I can't wait. I bet the smoking thing is just, you know, for a Disney film, like Disney's, the kids' movies. So. Well, I was hoping so. Yeah. They shouldn't be glorifying smoking. You guys would know as teachers, but like, it's just say like a hard stop on if you can show that movie to your kids or not, too. If there's any tobacco usage in a film, depending on the age group. I mean, Cruella probably isn't one you'd show to like first graders anyway on a movie day. Right. But just in general of showing a film, I think it's like a, I don't know, someone's someone's probably screaming the word at me as they're listening. <laughs> I'm they not thinking of it either. <laughs> but I do know that we have to be careful because we do musicians of the day and we have to make sure that the videos that we show don't have liquor or cigarettes in them. It is it is interesting because you're not like depicting kids drinking. You're just showing adults drinking as some adults do. And especially if it's just of the time, like if you're I remember we were trying to show a movie at our, you know, as a fundraiser for our like our parents night out thing mm-hmm. at school when Abby is in elementary school. And um, we wanted to do the greatest showman. And they were like, no, they drink. You know, but it was such of the time, like it's right. a period piece. It was just a show of the, it's not like people. I don't think there's any scene of anybody getting intoxicated. It's just there. Right. But everybody's like, no, that'll people. But, you know, just don't don't mess with it. It's a good film. But otherwise, just don't do it. That's a bummer. It was a good film. I have some really exciting news. <laughs> Bluey fans everywhere are so excited to learn that new episodes are coming. And can't top that one. These episodes are going to be almost 30 minutes long. What? Uh-huh. Exactly. I don't have to hear mommy another one every <laughs> eight minutes. Mommy another one. Mommy another one. Or skip the ad. Skip the ad. <laughs> the new episode is called The Sign. It was nearly 20 minutes long or 28 minutes in length and the other shows were only about seven to nine minutes long um and all of them though taught great lessons and so fans are wondering what amazing things the writers are going to do with almost a half an hour now based on the teaser trailer for the sign there will be a scene in which bluey is sad as she's surrounded by all of her friends in calypso's class the group of pups can be seen gasping leading diehard fans to immediately begin speculating about what's going on and the seven-year-old with a seven-year-old blue healer another scene depicts in the teaser trailer it shows that bluey and her dad bandit they're in a family car and another very brief clip shows bandit catching bingo on um, the swings while bluey watches them and another clip bingo can be seen walking out of the healer family's home with happy faces drawn on her legs um this new extended episode will premiere globally and on australia broadcasting corporation network on disney plus in 2024 very exciting. They didn't give us an exact date. If we find that out, we, of course, will let you know. I mean, I knew you would almost be almost 30 minutes. Woohoo. Can't imagine. 
and more episodes. That's just, I mean, my, my kids know the names of all the episodes because they've watched them all so many times. That's awesome, though. I always liked that, but it was the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Some more entertainment news. Um, so Marvel Studios, and of course, by extension, the Marvel president, Kevin Fage. I'm not going to say his name right, and people are going to hate me. It's fine. <laughs> Seem to want to make a Scarlet Witch solo movie, according to The Hollywood Insider. My Time to Shine Hello, responding to a fan's question about whether Olsen's Scarlet Witch will ever get her very own solo film. The insider source replies that the Scarlet Witch film would likely debut between Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars, or even after the likely final film in the current multiverse saga. Fans like Batnark have begun to wonder exactly how this new Scarlet Witch project will approach the character, whose most recent portrayal was as the main antagonist for the 2022 Doctor Strange sequel after being a hero in the Avengers and having her own family-centric Disney Plus character arc in WandaVision. Another question fans have is, will this be the end of Olsen's character? In true Disney mystery, we'll just have to wait. Yeah, they don't, get it. They don't want to give too much information because then, then we might not watch it. Or Well, and Marvel likes to give you Easter eggs and, and puzzles. String and... you along. I need to dive deeper into all the Marvel stuff. It's so overwhelming, though. Like You need to dedicate at least a year of your life. I was going right? to say. <laughs> That's why I've avoided it. <laughs> It, and, and I still can't remember. And Joe would be like, remember, this is because of this. And you're like, sure, I do. No, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> uh, this week, the mystery building in Hollywood Studios opened. The one that is right outside the Muppets that everybody was like worried that something big was happening and Muppets were going away. It's called Hydraulics. It's a refreshment stand. It's also near the entrance of Galaxy's Edge, which I feel like was a really good um, move on their part. So here are some of the things that they have to offer there. A candy-painted cinnamon roll, or excuse me, candy-painted cinnamon rolls, mini churros, Mickey pretzels, popcorn, cotton candy, Disney ice cream varieties. There's also adult beverage offerings at the stand, like frozen Coke with either Jack Daniels or Bacardi rum or Stoli vanilla vodka. There's draft beer and wine selections. There's also regular fountain soda and bottled water, as well as non-alcoholic frozen Coke, frozen Minute Maid lemonade, and frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry. Um, but I, I really do think this was a good move on their part because when you first go into Galaxy's Edge, the food's not right there. You, and most people are going there to rope drop or get in line for Rise of the Resistance. And that will be a good way to take something with you to get in the line. I felt like I wandered in there looking like desperately wanting some food for so long and Ronto Roasters was closed. Is it just a stand, this this new place, Hydraulics? Yeah, it's right in front of the um, Rizzo's bathrooms. <laughs> so like they built it right there on the sidewalk. It's kind of made that area a little congested, but I think that it was a smart move as far as having more places for people to buy things. Because if anything, I feel like Hollywood Studios is missing their bet with places to sell food. I don't feel like there's enough with the crowds. Okay, so this is just kind of wild to me. You've heard us talk about rope dropping. That means that, you know, you're getting to the park early enough um, so that you're there when the park officially opens. If you haven't ever rope dropped, you may not realize the intensity of it. We all do it. We love it. Um, It's a tradition for some families. Others, it can be overwhelming. Well, a mother brought her twins 
who are about three years old with her to rope drop at Magic Kingdom. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I do it with my children as well. However, this mother just did not go about it the right way. She had one on each side and she was holding them by their hand. Um, When the rope dropped, she decided to truck it. And she was going so fast that her poor boys weren't able to keep up. But she just kept on plugging along and she was literally dragging her boys with their legs scraping the ground and she didn't even realize it. It took another guest stopping the mom for her to realize what she was doing to her children. The other guest said that her children still talk about the woman that hurt that child, those children's legs and made them bleed. All of us here on the podcast are Disney lovers, but we would never want to risk the health of our families in order to ride a ride or get in front of the line just a little bit. So just be cautious, pay attention to the people you're with, especially if they're small children. Don't drag kids. Yeah. Just don't. Put them in a stroller. I know. I mean, my son will be four in May, and I mean, on our most recent theme park adventure, we did not go anywhere without a stroller. Like, it's just... Well, and twins? You've got twins, and you are doing this by yourself with under three years old? And Yeah, just to keep a hold of them and keep them in place, I would have a double stroller. Like, mm-hmm. or, you know, or like one of those jogging ones that not necessarily for two kids, but just they could both squeeze in there kind of thing. Just to have them in one contained spot. And I'm sure she could have gone faster with them in a stroller anyway. That's what I thought. That make a lot of sense. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well... Last week, Stephanie was just shocked that Disney announced that Tiana's Bayou Adventure would be reopening earlier than originally planned. I was shocked myself when I saw that hit the news. And Steph, hold on tight because we got another early reopening. It seems that Animal Kingdom's Collie River Rapids will be returning from refurbishment earlier. It closed in January for its annual refurb with planned opening date of March 16th. And while it's only one day... Collie River Rapids will open a day earlier on March 15th to guess. This ride is located in the Asia section of Animal Kingdom. Because it's a water ride, it isn't always for everyone, but on a hot day, this ride can cool off the hot humidity of a Florida day. So keep up the great work, Disney. Hey, I mean, a win's a win. A day's a day, a win's a win. (laughs) We'll take it. We'll take it. Early is early. (laughs) I did did love that ride. Um, I only got on it like the one time, I think. I think it was... Oh, gosh. Oh, we got on it because we were hot and wanted to get wet. And then, oh, maybe 20 minutes later, the rain came down. Of course. It made it really steamy. Oh, it wasn't even that. It was, um, they, I have an epic picture of my daughter who had a um, very amazing, intricate Omatakaya Navi warrior painting on her face. Oh. Because that was her thing on her first trip. She, she always did love that when she was young. She loved a face painting. Any fair or any carnival we went to, she loved face painting. And she had a very, very, she was fully blue. I mean, she looked like a Navi character for sure. And um, we're running in the rain trying to get to the um, bus stop where it was covered. And I hear her kind of, I was, I was like the woman dragging my kid, except she wasn't bleeding, but she was definitely crying. And I kept going, just keep going. Cause I thought she was just mad that she was wet. Well, what was happening was the paint was running into her eyes and like, oh. her- Oopsies. Just keep going. Then we finally get there. She's like, and so I luckily I had some like dry napkins or tissues or something. And my purse was able to wipe it out of her eyes. But that's why she was like screaming and crying at me. Oops. (laughs) At least you weren't dragging her. Yeah. I mean, I was, but she was old enough to keep walking. But I didn't know why she was crying. (laughs) 
So Butterfly Landing, the butterfly garden for the Epcot International Flower and Garden is getting ready for its 2024 opening. Signs are up and flowers are ready to be planted at the Butterfly Landing presented by Advent Health. Located in world nature near imagination, Butterfly Landing gives guests the chance to enter a butterfly garden and view a kaleidoscope of butterflies up close and in their extraordinary color learn about butterfly life cycles, and maybe even see one emerge from its chrysalis. Now, that's not something I've ever been able to see it do, it do while I've been there, but it is a really fun experience. This netted tent-like enclosure keeps the butterflies contained during the festival. It will open for the Flower and Garden Festival from February 28th to May 27th. It closes each night at dusk. Guests potted small flowers that are lined up and ready to be added to the inside of the netted area. It's absolutely beautiful inside of there. Um, there's, there are so many wonderful flowers, you know, obviously, uh, because butterflies like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Due to the partnership with Advent Health, the signs around Butterfly Landing share different tips on how to look after your health while enjoying nature. This sign suggests gardening as a good way to improve your health and mood. Another newly installed sign emphasizes the importance of getting outside, suggesting taking your lunch break outside or meeting with friends at a park to get some vitamin D. It also points out that going outside has been shown to improve memory and decrease stress. So those signs are up and Butterfly Garden is getting ready to open. Very fun. That's such a beautiful thing to add to that festival too. And it's, it's, if you don't know that it's there and like your first visit and you're just like not expecting it, you're like, oh my gosh, there's real butterflies for real. Like this is real. Yeah. I was like, does this cost to get into? Right. Can I get in for free? Mm -hmm. Really? Really? I can go look at butterflies and have this amazing adult beverage. I just got at that stand over there. That's made from honey. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. is incredible. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much to our listeners. Thank you, Stefan Brandy, for joining me. We greatly appreciate our listeners for hanging out with us each week. But I want to give a shout out to one of our special friends, John Sprigg. He wrote into us and gave us some ideas for future trip reports to help listeners. And I appreciated that. So we are definitely going to take that into consideration in future trip reports. Talk about the pricing because he said he thought that would help him and other listeners know how to judge for their future trips. Awesome. Thanks, John. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, you can text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. And before Brandy goes on, um, dates have been released for uh, 2025 when you're listening to this. So if you are looking to book a trip in 2025, contact one of us. Yes, please. Heck yeah, that is such good news. It was great news. I just had a, someone ask me the other day, how far in advance can you book a Disney trip? And I said, well, depends on how they feel from year to year. <laughs> Hopefully we'll hear something soon because you just never know when you're going to get that magical email. About I know. The next year's open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be sure to listen to Friday show. Vicki and Samantha will be talking with Samantha's client about part two of her recent trip to Disney World and Universal Studios. And if you would like a free quote, contact Vicki, Stephanie, or me, Brandy at 636-373-4497. And as always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Farewell, foolish mortals. Have a magical day, my friends. Now listen up.
is fat. 